rolling you to bed. <laughs> Literally, like a sausage, rolling her across the floor. You're going to bed. Into bed. <laughs> she is crying with laughter. <laughs> Got me a, a hot sausage here. Good night. Love you. Go to sleep. Are you okay? Do you feel a bit sick? <laughs> <laughs> right, I love you. Good night. Good night. Welcome to Weird Parents, a podcast where we talk about how weird it is being parents. My name's Sammy. I'm over on Instagram at Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood. And I'm here today with the husband, Coop. Yo! Oh, Lord, here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody energy. Can't be dealing with it. Hey, everyone. Right. Today, we're talking about something I'm really, really excited about, if you can't already tell. Um, we're talking about preppers yes, and prepping and preparedness. Which is your, like, I don't know how to describe it. This is like it. my shit. It's like your it's, wet dream. It's extremely my shit. I'm a, bit of a, uh, I'm a bit of a, like, uh, how would you describe it? A prepper in... I describe it as a hoarder myself, but... <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not like, ex- we're going to talk about the extremes today, like how you can go from basic to... You know, like a lifestyle. No, you're not. No, you're not um, like terrifyingly like thinking that the world's going to end. He doesn't make me do like he doesn't make us do like drills every Saturday night or something like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. But for for people that don't know, I'll just briefly explain unless you've got anything you want to say before we get into the to the meat. No, I just let's just do this thing. because I wanna, know you've been chewing at the bit. You just want to go whole hog. I want to go whole hog. Just raw get this dog. Done. Raw dog. <laughs> I know how excited you are. So okay, I'm doing this for you, Bob. Bite the pillow. Oh, <laughs> go on. And before we forget, uh, make sure that you rate us on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you leave us a review if you can. Make sure you follow or subscribe to us. Yep. All those things, all those things. We do a new episode every Friday. So yeah, make sure you subscribe to make sure you don't miss out. Smash, smash that like. We're going to be smashing them out <laughs> more and more. So a prepper is someone who essentially plans ahead at its most basic level. Mm. So that could be anything from skills you learn. Right. So you could be a prepper if you, for example, learn martial arts for self-defense okay. or something. So technically then, are like organized people, are they technically preppers? Yeah, exactly. If you're like an organized person who thinks ahead and, yeah. you know, has a bit of a plan. Yeah, not it's me. It's prepping. <laughs> it's prepping. Not me in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but, you know, at the other, so that's it, it, at its most basic level. Which I think is kind of like where we're at, aren't we? We're quite prep, preppy. I think you're a bit more than that. Uh, maybe middling. Yeah, you're probably middle of the yeah prepping scale. Well, yeah. So you've got a basic organised person yep. at the lowest level. Yeah. Then I guess at the middling level. Middling. <laughs> yeah, is what I'd call um, someone who's self-sufficient. So these are people that, you know, they might be... Um, they might be preparing for, you know, a supply chain collapse. For yeah. example, supermarkets running out of food. So I'd something. say you're like in between those two. Yeah. And definitely when the pandemic started, you were leaning more towards this middle range. Yeah, 100%. Before, well, kind of, yeah, just before the pandemic, I was definitely at the middle range. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other things they do is they might have a what you call a bug out plan. So that's someone that knows how to evacuate their house. And that they're going to be, you know, leaving at some point to go to a secondary location. Yeah, but I've, like I've said, though, I've always had every practice I've ever worked at, especially if you do night shifts, you always have an es- like a zombie escape plan. Yeah, we've spoken about that in yeah, the past, In case we? of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that, always. that's the kind of thing. They have the, the plan ready to go and maybe they practice it or whatever, but, yeah. you know, they've planned ahead. Mm-hmm. They also might have something like a year's worth of food stored okay. in their house or in a secondary location or something they might even have their own farm or something like that that's kind of like a middling that's cool that's cool yeah like, i wouldn't mind being that prepared that sounds yeah. cool but i think at the and middling eco-friendly i like it 
Yeah. Yeah. At the middling degree, you are, you're prepared, but it's not like you're a fanatic. You're not, it's not your lifestyle. Like you might. You're not expecting like a nuclear bomb to drop at any moment. No, you're just, you're expecting, you know, society not to, you know, supply things for you. You're self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you might have a backup, you know, power generator or something like that. Yeah, it's cool. I get that. So then you get the extreme end of the degree. Is the, the is this like the people on that preppers show? That is people on Doomsday Preppers oh. with National Geographic. If you haven't watched that show, just watch it. Check it out. These people be crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, they're like super organized. But oh yeah, yeah. And these are people that are planning for what you call a shit hits the fan scenario. Yeah. So that is you know war, mm-hmm. civil war, mm-hmm. um, natural disasters. Yeah. Something that wipes out society. Yeah. Some of them are quite like, you think, you've got some really good ideas there. Oh, some of them are really like, yeah, it's very makes sensible sense. and they do it properly. Yeah. And then the other end of the scale is just like America and they've just got like a butt ton load of guns and they're going to go, they like join up with another family. Oh, there's that episode where the guy has a castle. Oh, Remember, he did his own. He did all yes. his own electric. So yeah, he had a castle all the and everything. I think he literally. I can't remember if he built it himself. Was that the one that you turned around to me and you went, "All of this is going to be completely pointless if like the power goes down." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he like. I swear, he built the castle and he spent years building it. Yes. and he did all his With own all electrics his and everything. And the first day that he took his, he had like a big family. Mm. Took them all up there, and the first day that he took them all up there, there was like a storm. So they're like, quick, get in the basement, get in the basement. And when they did that, I remember this. All the electrics started freaking out and there were like live wires and sparks and shit. And yeah. they were like, okay, like all the camera crew were like, we can't stay down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this isn't this is actually not safe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other end of the scale. People that are, you know, preparing for like a walking dead situation. Yeah, yeah, literally. That they're like, yeah, super prepared and, ha- and do drills and stuff like that. Yeah, and the drills and like in America, yeah. they're doing drills like army drills to, yeah. you know, defend themselves against how quickly it marauders. Takes, yeah, like this guy was like, how quickly does it take his wife and kid to get out of the house? And he just like, sp- like springs it on them at like 4 a.m. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's a great show. Make sure you watch that it. That poor kid. That poor, poor kid. Yeah. Although they, they might be prepared later in life. Indeed. That is true. Or they're going to just have issues. Issues? Constantly, like, have dreams of zombies and war. Trust issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, we're kind of preppers at the lowest degree, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe at one point we were going towards that milling degree. I love that you keep saying we. I was not involved. Well, no, we're going to get into that. Why I think you're a prepper. You just don't, under- like, really? realise it yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. At I'm... the most basic level. Right. As I said, so basic... You've yep. got people that, you know, they'll look after their health, for example. Not me. Because they're, you know, for example, in a self-defense situation, they need to look after themselves. Right. Or they might have a repair kit in their car oh, I see to change a tire. So like me with my numerous first aid kits around the house. Exactly. Yeah. That's Including what Including a about. doggy first aid kit that I keep with me. Yeah. I mean, you go out, you walk the dog literally with a little doggy first aid yeah, kit I around do. you. But that's like my little, vet, that's my vet nurse brain. A like, little bum bag. Yeah, but that's my vet nurse brain, literally like something's going to happen. You're prepping. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, And then the middling is someone who's a bit more self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah. So when you said we started going more towards the middling, I think you started going more towards the middling, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. But let's talk about the basic first. Okay. So we're preppers at the lowest degree, as I've kind of said already. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not really at that point in my life where I think I could dedicate days to lifestyle prepping of any kind or self-sufficiency. Yeah, but you did at one point, you were like looking into it. Yeah. I mean, I've always like for years now, probably about, probably just before B, wasn't it? Maybe Uh longer. I think it all started out as before B, wasn't it? It all started just before we found out you were pregnant. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. It was when... For some reason, and I, I still to this day don't know why, but we were it was our like at wedding anniversary, wasn't it? it was it a first year? Yeah, one year at one, wedding anniversary. Was it one year? Yeah. And we were out for dinner and I remember sat there 
and it had been playing in my head oh yeah this all was before week. we knew i was pregnant yeah yeah and it had been playing in my head all week and there was just like a little thing going off and it was saying something big is gonna happen to shit's you. about to go down yeah and i remember thinking like it feels like it's gonna be financial and I just can't put my finger and I don't know what is this like intuition that's kicking in my brain. And I was like really off that night, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. I remember you looking at me like, what, what is wrong? I was yeah. like, well, I can't remember. I can't even remember what I exactly said, but I remember just looking at you and be like, something's going to happen. That's I just what you said to me, you just looked at me and you went, something's going to happen. And I was like, what do you mean? You were like, I don't know. Something's coming. Something big is coming. I was like, what the fuck? I, I mean, I was just as what the fuck as you and... I was too busy chowing down on my muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As in the, the little shellfish. Not yeah, not just like zombie version chowing down on some hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like, I remember thinking like it's going to be financial. So that kind of kickstarted it a bit. Then a couple of months later, we found out you're pregnant and you're like, oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally knew before it even happened. Yeah. And then you became hypertensive. <laughs> yeah. And then I had high blood pressure all yeah. through the pregnancy. And then but, the prepping started. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's always kind of been in my head, like be prepared for certain situations. But like actually thinking about prepping for a family yeah. and prepping for a child and, you know, providing in mm -hmm. a way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There's a... There's a very kind of toxic masculine trait that you need to be the the provider or you need to be the, yeah. you know, the hero in everything. Yeah. And you have like, you feel you need to be responsible for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always remember being like to you, you don't need to think like that. But you're like, nope, something in me is making me do it. I know. It, honestly, it felt like a little switch. It was just like a little or a little light going off, a little LED on a panel somewhere just saying prep. Yeah. Prep. <laughs> <laughs> prep. So whatever. And also also the world has gone to shit. Like that yeah, that definitely didn't help. This was like two thousand and eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. And I I mean I was quite clued in with like things like collapse and climate change and all that kind of stuff. But we're not gonna talk about that today because I think that's a whole nother topic yeah. in itself, isn't yeah. it? Um yeah, maybe one day we'll do an episode about collapse and climate change and all that kind of the stuff. World but, going to shit. <laughs> yeah, but we're today we're just gonna talk about preparedness. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, that's kind of what started it, wasn't it? And I did start off really basic with like meal prepping, didn't yeah. it? So like on a oh, Sunday. Yeah, that's true. On a Sunday I would cook I don't know, like, like a week's the week, yeah. yeah, like a week's worth of meals and we would know what we're eating every week. Which was great when we had a newborn. Like we were so you were very good at that. Yeah. And I was so grateful because literally the week before we had B, you were like, I'm gonna go mad, I'm gonna just meal prep the shit out of everything. Yeah. And then for like those first two weeks, we had loads of food. It was oh, like we, didn't we need had to just cook. meals ready to go. Yeah. It was good. So yeah, it used to be a Sunday. I used to do all the meal prepping. Yeah, kitchen get that smell done. insane. Yeah, and just run the oven for like one night a week and then all the food was prepped for the week. Yeah. Freezer was stopped. Yeah. Fridge was stopped. There it was we good. go. It was good. Yeah. And I think that's also where like the stockpiling started. Yes. Around that time. Yes. So I thought, you know, we're going to be low on money. So every time I do a shop, I'll buy like a little bit more this than we need. This is where the hoarding began. Hoarding. You're making it sound like I've stocked us to the Are rafters. you going to talk about the cupboard? I'll talk about the doomsday cupboard. Talk about the doomsday yeah. cupboard. You're making me sound mad now. Am I, am I making myself sound mad? Yeah, not yet, but I'm sure you will do. <laughs> I'm sure you will be But what, what I do, mad. so around the time Sammy is pregnant, I just buy a little bit more than we needed. Yeah. So that we had, you know, extra rice or whatever. Yeah. Or we had extra tinned food that we ate. Mm -hmm. And it was all stuff that we rotated and ate. So yeah. it, would, it would go, but like we'd have two toothpaste instead of one, for example. Yeah. And then it just slowly increased. It's just like as soon as you heard about the pandemic, it was like, oh, I'm going to go shopping. And then he'd come home and I'd be like, we've already got tin a t couple of tins. Well, no, of this is way there. before pandemic. Well, yeah. No, but as in like the first you ever heard, like you heard of it before the country went into lockdown oh, and everything. Yeah. You were straight away like, this is going to be yeah, big. So I'm when, preparing. When the reports were coming out in January... I mean, we already had a good stockpile. I pr we probably had, what, I always aimed to have like a month's worth of food. So every time we did a shop, I made sure that we had a month. Yeah. So I'd do only, a shop. Only like tin stuff, nothing fresh that goes to waste. Yeah. Like just to make sure that we had enough food as backup that we still ate and rotated. Yeah. But as soon as we started to hear about the pandemic stuff again, 
every time I did a shop. Just bought a little bit more. You just bought so a little then, extra tin here and there. So when the actual pandemic hit... Everyone when, else was stockpiling and like, I was like being stupid about it. And Coop was already like... With stocks. I've been, I've been prepared <laughs> for this, weren't you? Yeah. And, and we didn't go to the shops, I remember, nope. for the first month nope, of lockdown. we didn't. Everyone else was like, oh, there's nothing in the shops. And we didn't need to. Just didn't go. With that and then combined with you growing stuff. Because that was the other thing. You were like, this is going to be huge. I need to start growing food. I was growing food, yeah, before yeah. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, you were growing food before the pandemic. But though, although I still reckon like you amped it up, didn't you? As soon as you heard about the pandemic. Exactly, yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that we had stocks, yeah. reserves. Yeah. So, yeah. But with that and then combined with your doomsday cupboard or originally the joke was that's the thing the yeah. original joke was it was the brexit cupboard. yeah so that's <laughs> that's what actually yeah so rewind all of that i started stockpiling because of brexit yeah but wait like way before brexit this was like 2019 yeah something like that way before it all like all finished off but i was starting to buy extra stuff for our little larder that we got yeah because I was like, oh, we probably won't be able to get hold of certain things. Yeah. So let's just make sure that, you know, we've got mm. food in the reserves. And then the pandemic and then hit. The pandemic and I was like, hit. oh, it wasn't even for that. But it was quite good. <laughs> it did mean that we didn't have to go out to the shops or anything like we were sorted, especially with the food we were growing in the garden as well. Yeah. And also it was nice at the beginning when we sent a little note round to all our neighbours, didn't we? Yeah. And we're like, if you need anything, you know, we've got extras or... If you need potatoes. We need potatoes. We have a shit ton of potatoes. <laughs> if you need anything, if you need us to go to the shops for you. I was even offering up like cloth nappies to rent out, wasn't I? I was yeah. just like, I can, if people can't get to the shops to get nappies for their kids, I can help. But yeah, we we did really good actually at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone else was like, yeah. oh my God, people going crazy in the shops. And I was like, yeah, see, my husband's been slowly stockpiling for years. Yeah, and, and we were <laughs> trying Brexit to do, cupboard. we were trying to do that middling degree where we we're being self-sufficient mm. in ways that we weren't buying disposable things. We yep. were buying cloth wipes yep. and cloth nappies yep. and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to, re you know, rely on going to the shops all the time. Nope. No, we literally, I think we were pretty much, yeah, we just didn't go, we didn't need to go out for like yeah. the first couple of months, at least the first couple of months. Yeah. That's but good. I think since, so that was all kind of 2020 pandemic time. We kind of scaled it back since then. Now that, you know, we're, we're not worrying about Brexit too much anymore. We're not worrying about mm. uh, COVID. We scaled back and we, I think we've gone back into that basic zone now where... yeah. Yeah, I don't want to like, I don't feel like I'm living with a crazy person every time I open the cupboard now. <laughs> no, I mean, we still have food in there yeah. that we rotate and eat. But yeah, yeah, we could probably do three weeks, I reckon, without a shop in yeah. some cases. It's the winter, isn't it? So do you, I, do you reckon that, I think this all started because of my nan. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Your nan is... She's a prepper. I oh, see, I'd call her a hoarder though. Well, no, she's not a hoarder because it's not an unhealthy habit that's impacting her life, is it? It's she's got reserves. Of, she's got reserves everywhere. Like you look in any cupboard in her house, there's like five of everything. It's called that is called hyper redundancy. But she's but she also does it with stuff like like Christmas presents. Well, use Christmas presents as an example. This year or year just gone, she was like. Oh, I haven't got much this year for the kids because, you know, with COVID and everything, I've not been able to go out. Every year she gives you the biggest bag of just stuff, <laughs> doesn't she? Because she does her Christmas shopping like a year before. Well, she just does it throughout the year. She just finds stuff and yeah. picks them up and, and, and puts it then all in this one big bag. But this, you know, last year was still a huge amount. But she was like, oh, yes, yeah, not as much as I normally get. I was like, that but is she, more than enough. She's always been one of these self-sufficient people that grows her own feel, uh, food. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, gets around by you herself. You definitely take after her, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And always, always. And your granddad was like that, wasn't he? Always has a stocked larder. Yeah, your granddad was like that. He did a lot of the growing, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, and she'll win. He always you go did his handiwork by himself <laughs> as <Did> well. He? <laughs> He's one, one of those people that, you know, if you ever bought a house off them, 
Yeah. Be like, what the hell is this person you done? You mean, so he, are we sure he didn't own this house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, our house is like that. Your nan always makes me laugh how she's like, if you go around for a cup of tea, she offers you biscuits and then comes out with like six different types of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I've got X amount of different types of biscuits. I've got stuff to give. Yeah. 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 But yeah, and your family are, are preppers in different ways in that, you know, your dad is a retained fireman. Mm. He was in the Navy. Mm. Your mum, she worked at an airport. Like they are prepped in ser- like service ways, if you know what I oh, mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So They're very strict. Very strict and organised. Very, very organised. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be, you know, financially prepped mm. for disasters and yeah. things. And they'll be prepped with skills. And timekeeping. And emergencies yeah. and timekeeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like my dad is one of these people that can just just pick up anything. I think because he was an engineer in the Navy. Yeah. He's like, if there's ever anything going on, we're always like, dad, and he can just come around and just deal with it. Yeah. Problem solver. Problem solver. Yeah. And he can just put anything like put a shelf up, build a unit, build a kitchen, put flooring down. He can yeah, just do learn it. on the job. He just does it. Yeah. And He's done a bit that, of everything. Has that translated into your life growing up? Um... I'm someone that will give everything a go. I'm because I'm more practical than you are, aren't I? 100%. Like I am more hands on than you. Like every piece of furniture that needed building in this house, I've built it. <laughs> there um, you go. I enjoy like trying to do things yeah. and like working it out. I'm definitely a more hands on person than you are. Um, but I like reading instructions. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got that going for me where a lot of people don't. Yeah, you don't like the... Uh... You don't like the improv element, do you? No, like, I don't. I, it really I, stresses me out. I like cooking because I can just improv it and create something. I hate cooking because I feel like there's so much pressure because everything has to be on at a certain time and I can't yeah. improv. But it's like when I watched you, my dad and your dad trying to lay the floor and the dads were talking about like the way the wood had to go. And I was just watching and I was like, guys, read like, the instructions. Look up and it, look up a YouTube video. Of how to lay it. And they were like, no, no, we're no. going to work this out. And it was just painful. And then I remember I went to my mum's office. I was like, I've got, I've got to leave you to do this because otherwise I'm just going to, I'm going to have to get involved. And I got to mum's and I remember being like, they literally spent half an hour with two different pieces of flooring. Three fully grown men. Three, three fully grown men, two different pieces of flooring, just moving them around, <laughs> like literally from one side to the other. And in the end, before I left, I stopped and showed them didn't I? I looked up on youtube and i was like right there you go yeah and afterwards they were like well we don't know we're gonna try a whole row first <laughs> they tried a whole row and then when i got back i was like how did it go and you were like yeah they had to do what you said i was like thank you yeah <laughs> you're great with instructions I just just make your life easier guys just make your life easier so we're going to talk about that basic degree of prepping now. okay okay yes so here are some examples of basic prep which we probably we do a lot of these already all right um but yeah like stuff that you probably didn't realize was prepping okay so the first and probably easiest thing uh, that a lot of people do is car so they might have a high-vis jacket in the oh boot yeah yeah or you know uh their tire iron or yeah. their um their jack or See to me, that's just like basic car care. Yeah, that uh, that is is the absolute basic, isn't Although it? Although Dad sure... did make a comment on our little high vis jackets when he was, he was thinking he's quite great. <laughs> you needed that high vis jacket. I said to him, "You put that on because you're going to get clipped by a car." Yeah, Sammy had a flat. Yeah. A few months ago, didn't she? And yeah. You had to pull over on the side of the road. Did you put your triangle out? I put my triangle out. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was more than I was going to give it a go myself, but I couldn't find the um, what the hell's it called? What's the thing that lifts the car? The jack. The jack, thank you. I couldn't find the jack because we'd never used the spare before, but in the in the car we've got, it was like in a little foam kit thing. Yeah, So I couldn't find it. Yeah, but it's because when you look at it, it just looks like it's like a foam box with all the nuts and bolts and everything on the outside of it. So I was like, this is weird. This must just be what all the nuts and bolts are. Where the hell's the jack? Then dad came along and obviously they've always had VW. So he was just like, it's in there. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's not obvious. There's no like massive sticker that says jack on yeah. it. So. But the, the other stuff is like having a blanket in the car. Which, yeah, I do. But I usually do because... B doesn't wear coats in the car, so she's a blanket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, one time, you did get stuck in a snowstorm. 
I did. Well, I didn't get stuck. I just, it took me three well, hours to get home. There was a, well, there was a massive thing in our area, probably, I don't know, four or five years yeah. ago where we had like really bad snow. Um, and all the way up the A31, which is like a dual carriageway near us, mm. it like cars were stuck and they yeah. were stuck overnight Yeah. for, yeah, for the bad. full thing. Cause it was coming down and people couldn't get over the hills in the new forest. I had to get, I thought I went home a route where there and I was only working like 15 minutes away yeah and I went home a route that I thought was not hilly and it turned out there were like the littlest hills when it's that snowy you can't get up it so there was this guy with a four by four that was literally pulling people up this hill yeah and pulled me up the hill and I was like thank you sir (laughs) and I was going so slow because it was literally like pissing it down with snow took me but, like three hours to get home but you had friends who had to stay in their car yeah overnight. friends at my previous practice in winchester that then needed to come back this way were stuck and they ended up staying in their car like pretty much overnight but since then awful. i've always made sure that we got one a blanket in the car and water and water yeah because my dad that my dad got stuck all day mm-hmm. he, and luckily he wasn't far from home but because people were stuck in the snow his car was stuck as well. Yeah. And he was in the car for seven hours that yeah. day yeah. and night. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. And he didn't have any water. I didn't have anything because he was like on a trip to to pool. Yeah. Like just got stuck in traffic. It's crazy. Yeah. So mm. car prep, I think, is a is a really basic one to do. Yeah. I also think every woman should keep a shiwi in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to put one in there. Really. You need to get the shiwi in there. You need there. to get the shiwi in there. Yeah. Um, first aid kits. Yeah, we've got our first aid kits around the house. I've got two first aid, human first aid kits, human adult first aid kits. I have a little mini first aid kit that has stuff for B. We've got two of those. Two of we? them, mini ones that can. Have we got two of them? Yeah, I've got one in her bag and one in the basket. Oh, have we? Yeah. yeah. Um, that we um, like I take out with us and stuff if need be, and then I've got the dog's first aid kit. Yeah. Yeah. Prep. That's prep. Okay. Prepped. Yeah. 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 And uh, but the thing is, is I'm very much like, like your leg. How is your leg, by the way? Yeah, my leg's all right. I, I stabbed it putting up the fence. Yeah. Again, because our fence fell down. Yeah. So uh, yeah, cheers for all the storms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I stabbed myself on a nail. And I instantly was like, "Get the first aid kit out. You need to clean that." You were just like, "Oh, it's fine." I was like, "That I is a, a rusty ass nail." I thought that, it was a bruise. Yeah, but I was like, "That is a rusty ass nail." Do you want tetanus? No. Sit down. And I got my first aid kit out, gave it a little clean, dressed it up. Beautiful. You're my hero. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, first aid kit. So make sure they're strategically placed. Mm-hmm. Um, candles. Such oh, a basic. One. I am obsessed with candles. Yeah. We've had a lot of storms in the UK recently. We have. And if like my mum, she lost power for five days. Mm. Like She's she got did, a shit ton of candles as well. She had candles, thank God. But like five days with no light or heat yeah. or anything. Crazy. Yeah. Um, you were like, do we have enough candles? I was like, have you met me? <laughs> there are candles everywhere in this house. Yeah. And make sure they're in a place where you'd be able to find them in the dark. Yeah. Not in a cupboard somewhere. Well, yeah, that's the only thing. I've got some massive long candles that I do keep in the cupboard, but yeah. they are for emergencies. Yeah. For candles and a torch as mm-hmm. well. I've got batteries for the torch recently. Yeah, a really massive but yet disappointing torch. It's like a mag light. It's huge, but then the light <laughs> on it's actually a little bit like, it's weedy. <laughs> um, this is a big one for you, but if you ever go out for the day, mm-hmm. you are good at prepping a day bag. I well, you? I'm a mother. Yeah, you're Bitch, great. Bitch, I'm a mother. No drama. Sorry. <laughs> but you're really good <laughs> That's at a TikTok sound. At every eventuality. Yeah. Oh, another thing I do for prepping, I've just remembered. Go on. My um key ring that I spent money on, my security key ring. I was gonna talk about that. Were yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm good at prepping bags because I'm a mum, I have to. Yeah, but every eventuality. Yeah. Like if the kid craps itself. Yep. <laughs> got spare pants. Got water. Spare we never leave the house without water. Water. Yeah. Pants. Pants. Yeah. Treats for the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Snacks, games, and like things to entertain if we're in a restaurant with the child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. So yeah, that's a that's a basic one. Like yeah. you should you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, another one, which I don't know how good we are at this one, but you know, at night uh-huh. or in general. Like putting the house to bed. So like yes. 
Yeah, but that's because I have a real huge thing about like house invasion, don't I? Yeah. I have a math that's like one of my first, my biggest fucking fears. I'm yeah. sure we've discussed this before, but we like, definitely have. In one of my favorite podcasts, they always talk about the sort of person that can break into your house is actually a fucking terrifying person because if you can break into somewhere with no idea what is in there, who is in there, what dangers you might face and not give a flying fuck, that makes you a real horrible, dangerous person because you clearly have no fear. And that's one of my biggest, like, biggest things. So putting the house to bed at night, locking the doors. You have to. Making sure there's not stuff in the way that you're going to trip over in the dark. You have to leg it. Yeah. Do a protection spell on every single fucking door. (laughs) Um, But yeah, other stuff in the house, like making sure you know where... um, you know, the shut off pipe is yeah. for water. Yeah. Which uh, where is ours? Because I can tell you this is this actually links a, to a very funny story at work. There's a very, very small screw under the sink, which is at least all that's gnarled. in a logical place. So yeah. one of the lovely vets that I work with, the other day she had water pissing out of her ceiling. Like pissing out of her ceiling. She lives down the road from the other vet I work with. So the lovely other that I work with, Kate, came round to help because her shut-off valve is behind her toilet. Oh, wow, like okay. Fit into, like a fitted wall thing. Yeah. And poor Ro was like, my arms are not physically long enough. <laughs> and Kate's really tall, so she managed to reach across. That's like a 60s thing, I think. 60s is houses it? have that, That's yeah. interesting, yeah. So I think. It's like this teeny little shut-off valve, but it was like hidden behind a toilet. And I was like, what a stupid place to put it. <laughs> So ours is under the sink, which is logical. It's a very small screw that is fucked. Oh. The previous owners have fucked oh, it. Oh, yeah. And all, then dad fucked it when he tried to fix the U-bed for us. Everyone's just fucked it. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's hope we never need to do that. Yeah, but it, it just, you just turn it literally like a, a quarter turn that it turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So house stuff. Yeah. Um, finances. Yeah. We're I'm not good not, at them. Um, no, we're bad at them. <laughs> yeah. But making sure that, you know, you've budgeted and mm-hmm, you've got enough mm-hmm. emergency funds, all that yeah. kind of shit. I have a friend that's very, very good at that. Shout out Charlie with her damn yeah. spreadsheets. <laughs> she's free. I mean, she's an accountant. I'm so. great at setting up a spreadsheet. But You love a spreadsheet, but you don't keep to your spreadsheet. Yeah. Just, I don't update it often. Yeah. Charlie is the queen of spreadsheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only other one that I was going to mention under basic is health. So, for example, ensuring that you're not giving like you're not opening yourselves up to preventable illnesses like diabetes and all that kind of stuff yeah you look after your health or you know not being a twat about the pandemic well yeah that's <laughs> that's a really basic one just take a mask with you yeah for god's sake <laughs> yeah but yeah like looking after yourself i mean it's probably one when you look at the extreme preppers mm-hmm. you're like the most basic thing that they haven't done is like fitness. Yeah, that's it. They're all like, you know, they're, when they're <laughs> stockpiling food, it's like, I've got, you know, all this like Haribo. I've got, or... I've got 40 boxes of Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you need to actually start thinking about, you know, the fitness and the health side. Yeah. So that if you are yeah. in a, an extreme situation yeah. or emergency situation. Because in The Walking Dead, you're going to be chased. So yeah. you've got to be able to run. you got, oh, isn't that Zombieland, isn't it? It's, is rule one oh, is yeah. cardio cardio yeah yeah so looking after your health yeah i can see that i'd be pretty shit then when i can't run to save my life oh yeah that's that's something you might need to work on i'm really bad at running i don't know what it is i just have no stamina practice you have said this and i don't you remember when i used to go running with you before b and i still you like, used to go running you literally we did it once i literally ran down the end of the road <laughs> and i was like this has killed me i'm never doing this we again. did less than a mile and yeah. you were dead i can't run I know. <laughs> okay, that was basic. Let's okay. talk a little bit about middling. So this is for people that are maybe working towards self-sufficiency. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there is, there's only one book that you need on this. Oh, Lord. And it's awesome. I know which book you're talking about. Yeah, it's called Just In Case by Kathy Harrison. You love this book. I read and this B book. loves this book too for some weird reason. I've read it cover to cover twice. Yeah. It's awesome. And I mean, it's probably not the only book in the world you need, but it's an awesome place to start because mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like, it's just like a little uh, library of everything that you need to know about preparedness. Yeah. When you first got into this, I remember that and a couple of others, like your fungi book and stuff were all oh, yeah. laying out. Mushrooms. Yeah. And my <laughs> mum and dad were like, is he okay? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. What's going I've, on? Brexit's made him crazy. I've got quite a lot of uh, self-sufficiency books. Like 
I've got one about setting up your own farm. I've yeah, got you one do. about essential skills. Yeah. Foraging. Mm-hmm. I love for, like foraging books or um there's one called Food for Free, which is really good. Oh, I like even I've liked looking at that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just shows you all the stuff in the British Isles, which yeah. is edible. And we had a really nice one year. It was during the pandemic again. We went out and foraged quite a bit, didn't we? Oh, we did a lot of foraging. We got didn't we? Actually, we did a fair amount of foraging. Yeah, that was a great that I was, was a great little hobby. Like, I, even I was getting into that. I was like, I'm gonna make some dandelion honey. Yeah, and we did blackberry and apple pie. I made a blackberry and apple pie using blackberries and apples that we found. Yeah. As in, we literally walked around our area, which is, well, it's it's suburban, but yeah. also a bit rural, isn't it? Nah, we're not rural. Well, there's a, fi- there's a few fields and there's some yeah. bushes and shit and trees. So, but we found a fair amount of stuff. Yeah. It's great. Bee freaking loves a blackberry. <laughs> she? she ate her weight in blackberries that summer. She did. We, as soon as we saw a blackberry bush, she was like, give me it. But yeah, this this book is absolutely awesome. As I said, it just tells you everything. Um, mm. I'll put some more books in the in the show uh, notes in the episode description if you want to read any more. But yeah, I've got quite a lot. So I've read quite a lot of these kinds of books. I love them. He's basically like, I'm such an expert. I'm not I'm not an expert in any way because I'm just a reader. I don't really practice any of this stuff. You went through a stage as well of being obsessed with different mushrooms. Yeah, I'd love to know how to forage mushrooms because I've I've never done it before. Yeah. Okay. So this is the basics for someone who is working towards self-sufficiency. Okay. So you need to be able to answer these questions uh to be a self-sufficient family. Okay. So can you provide your family with sufficient food if the grocery stores are closed? For how long? Well, for self-sufficient people, that could be a year. But it could be a month. Yeah, It depends no. what degree you're working to. Yeah, well, at the minute, no. We could probably do three weeks, I reckon. Yeah, I think about three weeks. At a push, if we made everything last. Yeah. Do you have access to safe, clean water if the municipal water system... Or your well is compromised? No, but I feel Absolutely like we not. need to get some water butts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one method, isn't it? Yeah. Water butts. I've always we've wanted got, a water butt. We've got fresh water near us. We've got a river. So you yeah, could filter that. You could filter that. That is true. Actually, all, yeah, we are very close to a river. All you need to, fil- uh, to you know, make water safe for drinking in the short term is bleach. Heat. Bleach? Yeah. I'd rather use heat. Well, you can use heat, but if you um, use a spot of bleach i can't remember exactly nah, what it is nah no no it's true if you use a spot of bleach in like a lot of water that can help no nope, i'm good i'd rather term. just kill the bugs i want to like kill the bugs without the bleach okay <laughs> i value my insides so water what if you got that concentration wrong you are fucked oh yeah but you work out remember this is a pa- this this is like a emergency situation what if one you can't get hold of bleach and two well, there you, you go. screw it up and there's no medical care this is why you prep you learn the skills and to be self-sufficient i say use fire <laughs> okay you can do that but it doesn't work in all cases does it because you need to filter the water yeah you filter it through stones first yeah and then you heat it i know because i did it on the walking dead <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm watching it I've, I've finally started can you keep your home warm if fuel supplies are disrupted no so if your central heating goes down or your log burner is broken we, no. haven't, we haven't got anything, have we? No. We've got your mum's little heater that we could borrow. I'm ne- not touching that again with the barge pole. I we, think when, that when our he- heating broke when we first moved in, we borrowed this little portable gas butane thing, didn't we? It's been in my family for years. And it's I, awesome. I know. I'd love that. I don't know how that thing... Was that it called is, like a heat master or something? I have no idea. All I know is that I'm pretty sure it leaks carbon monoxide. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. It's safe for in-house. Uh, do you have a source of light if the power grid goes down? So candles, candles torches, mm-hmm. but you might need something, you know, if it goes fully down for a, for a longer time, you might need something better. Fire. Right, this is a big one. Can you evacuate your home with three days worth of supplies for each family member in five minutes? No. That's, that's scary. a big one, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. That's scary. Because that, that that's what we call a bug out. So that's... I'm going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. I've got to go to a safe location. You've got five minutes to do it. Oh, I don't like. 
Yeah. I mean, people have had to do that in floods in the mm, UK. Yeah. And I doubt many people had a plan to where they were going to go. No. Nope. How they were going to get there. That's true. What they needed for three days. That is true. Funny, isn't it? Because you like... I don't know why, but the idea of like your hospital bag when you're pregnant is the first thing that came into my head. Yeah. Like that, you just have to be able to grab it and go. Exactly. Maybe and we should have three little bags. Yeah. And there's 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 a thing in this book that says you should have a set of shoes by your bed as well. So that you... Oh, you're all right with your slippies, aren't you? Imagine, <laughs> Yeah, imagine it's the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You've got five minutes to go. Your shoes are, you know, I know you have yeah, to Yeah, but our shoes are by the front door, so it'd be fine. Yeah, but you know what I mean. If mm-hmm. there's a fire... Yeah, I've also got shoes in my wardrobe. Yeah, I'll be all right. Sure, I might be running down the hill in six, uh, running down the road in six-inch hills, but they're shoes. <laughs> um, and another one is: Can you shut your home systems down in ten minutes? So shut your water off in case your pipes are frozen or whatever. Shut your heating off. Shut your gas off. I think in in five minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. I think Potentially we could. do yeah, that. Possibly. Yeah. You know where everything is. Well, you do. I'm. Yeah. But I couldn't, like, drain the system no, or anything no, like no, that. No. I could shut the water off, shut the gas off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be... I don't think anybody would be able to drain the system in 10 minutes. Shut the electrics off. Yeah. But, yeah, if I have frozen, frozen pipes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this is for families at the bottom. Do your kids know how to dial 911 or 999 in our case? No, not yet. She's quite young, but <laughs> we will definitely be teaching her. Do they know their names, addresses, including the city and state, phone numbers, along with their parents' names? B knows our names. She knows our second name. She knows our second name. And she would just say that we live with mummy, daddy, B and Winnie. At home. <laughs> At home. <laughs> and Lunatat. That's all she'd say. And do your kids know what to do if the smoke detector goes off in the middle of the night? No, she doesn't. We need to... Oh, this is like pointing out stuff we've got to sort out. Yeah. And the location of a family meeting place, in case you're ever separated. No, again. We need. To, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we we've ever said that near your home, obviously. Yeah. Ours would probably be out on the field on the back. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like every family would be out there. Yeah, but you, I don't know, the apple tree or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those those are the basics for self preparedness mm-hmm. and uh, self sufficiency. Okay. Yeah. That's quite scary. In case of emergency, that is. Yeah. Which is what your preppers are preparing for emergencies. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. part of their daily, everyday life. The bag situation frightens me slightly because now I'm part of me's like, maybe we should, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Problem is, if you do that for a child, though, like you'd have to continuously update it because I keep growing out of shit. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. It's, it's meant to be like an everyday thing that you're yeah. consciously doing. Other things, I guess, in the middling degree are skills. So, like, first aid skills. Okay. Do you have any basic first aid I skills? I have basic first aid training, yes, I do. I don't have any whatsoever. You've never done a first aid course? I've done the baby first aid course, which we did. But you've never done, like, an adult first aid course? Never. Well, you've watched that episode of The Office, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I know. You need to, to harvest do. the organs. First I was afraid. I was, I was petrified. <laughs> no, you don't. You and do uh, staying alive. And harvest the organs, no, yeah. you do it to staying alive. Yeah. Yeah. And that the most important thing is the pumping, not the breathing in the face. Because but you we, want to keep the blood going around. We did a baby first aid course, didn't we? When uh-huh. B was really tiny. Yeah. That was awesome. It was learned so much. It was good. You were yeah. like learning, we know what to do in choking situations. And yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, basic first aid I've I've done. And also, like, some of the stuff I think that I learned, I learned through my job doing veterinary medicine can be moved over to humans. Like, I know how to suture, appallingly, and everyone at work laughs at my flipping technique, but <laughs> I can suture. So, you know, if an emergency happened and we didn't have any medical care, I think you'd be all right with me. I think I'd be able to give you some basic care. You could save my life. I trust you. I don't think I could. I'd just the whole time be like, I can't enter a body cavity. <laughs> but stuff like you were talking about earlier with, you know, what's on your key ring, yes. on your keys. Yes. That's, I think that's a form of self-sufficiency. Yeah. It's it's a sad one though, isn't it? That I feel yeah. as a woman, a lot of women have these key rings now that are, so my key ring that I bought has got a alarm, a torch, um, a seatbelt cutter, a window breaker and... Oh, what else is on there? 
You just had a little sharp object on there, don't you? Well, it's a bottle opener slash stylus, but you can take the squishy end off. <laughs> yeah, that's just like basic stuff, but stuff that sad that women feel the need to have to carry it around. Yeah, that's the issue with the UK versions. In the States, you can carry like a little spike yeah. on your key rings as well. But in the UK, anything that you're carrying that can be seen as a weapon. Any, anything of, like an offensive weapon, they say, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Basically, if you, with the intention to cause harm, well, what else am I going to have a spike on my keyring for? Yeah. Like, uh, for popping tyres? No. Yeah, because yeah, that's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. boring ho- holes into it's, the earth. Yeah, yeah. Remember, when you remember what our government forage mushrooms. Have, remember what our government have said in regards to women's safety. If you feel uncomfortable, flag down a bus, ladies. Just get your big old flag out. Just flag down a bus. Yeah. yeah. Women learn like a whole nother side of prepping mm. when they're growing up, don't they? Because yeah. you know, if you're you know talking to a little girl, even from a young age, you, you talk about strange danger. Yeah. You talk about bad men. Yeah. People that are going to hurt you coerce you into doing things yep and that that whole self-defense angle which is like you know how to get a man off you mm-hmm. yeah that's like a big thing that i want b to do when she's older is do some self defense you do as well don't you like self-defense yeah. lessons and stuff i mean the only thing i've got going for me is my rage <laughs> <laughs> but i mean anyone should learn how to handle mm, themselves yeah and yeah. basic um you know pressure points all that kind of stuff yeah. and any kind of martial art where you are using grappling or mm. anything like that where you can almost wriggle out of a... Your advice to me has always been go for the eyes. Oh, yeah. Go go in hard. Is it the eyes and what did you say? The back of the leg or something? I can't remember you the said... The back something. of the leg? Is it the back of the leg you said? You no. Said another squishy area. I mean, if this isn't great for a podcast, but there's, there's great pressure points you can go for. One, if you get your index finger... Mm. And shove it under someone's nose. Oh yeah, nose. I remember you said that. Oh, that makes so, me. You know the bridge, the bridge on your nose. If you mm. get your index finger and you know horizontally, Push you up. shove your knuckle into that that bridge. Yeah, it's gonna. That's hurt. a pressure point. It hurts, and people recoil when that happens. Yeah. You know, if you if someone grabs your wrist, mm-hmm. you know, with their you know index finger, well, with their fist, they grab your wrist. Mm-hmm. You can drive your... Oh, yeah, I remember us doing this. You can drive your hand. I mean, it's, this is impossible to show on the podcast. Drive your hand down into their thumb space. Like the fleshy bit. And that can that weakens their grip and it pulls yeah. their hand off because your your wrist is stronger than their thumb and finger joint. Yeah. 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 But as, yeah, I think females, we do have a, a lot of... A, what's the word? Like fears and pressures to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. That sucks. Mm. But yeah, that I guess that's middling, the middling degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but do check out the book Just In Case by Kathy Harrison. Because you If you want to know more, because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's insane. You know, it deals with everything from natural disasters. There's a section on pandemics in here. Ooh. But the, it's really scant on info. It's literally like... You're more, you're not likely to encounter a pandemic in your <laughs> lifetime, but if you do, you know it just like says like have masks and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It doesn't really go into too much detail, but you know make sure that you're able to stay home for a long amount of time and yeah. make sure you're able to care for each other at mm-hmm. home, like from a medical point of view. Mother Earth was literally like, yeah. lol. It's got the even bigger section is around um, a toxic hazard. That's like even bigger than the pandemic section. Yeah, like I a can nuclear see it. Well, thing. to be honest, I think more people thought that would happen before a pandemic. Yeah. But things like preparing your car, pets, children, even the um, food that you should be storing and the recipes that you should be storing mm-hmm. in case you need to, you know, bug in, they call yeah. it, where you stay in your house for a long amount of time. That's interesting. Yeah, oh, I just suddenly thought of another thing that I'd want to do for prepping. Go on. I was going to always keep a slip lead in my car in case I come across stray dogs. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You're a vet nurse at home. I did see a really cool TikTok about prepping your car for your dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, which should have like like stuff in there that if there's an accident where you get stuck somewhere that your dog, there's water, fresh water for your dog, there's some food, there's a lead, there's a first aid kit. Um yeah, like loads of stuff that you should have in your car. If there's like a car accident or you're stranded somewhere or 
you know, something happens when you're out and about. But it's all cool stuff. Like if you've got a family and you've got kids to like instill into them, isn't it? I didn't, my, my like household growing up was not a prepper household in any way. Like, no. Like we weren't prepared for anything. We're so unorganized. My side of the family being as organized as they are was a bit of a shock for you. Yeah. But like you guys, like in an emergency situation, you're great to have around. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. We are, aren't we? We are. Something, if shit goes, hits the fan, you can guarantee that my side of the family will be able to help. That's that's the problem though, isn't it? Once you are prepped for emergencies, they naturally gravitate towards you, don't they? Like the amount of of people you've had faint on you or (sighs) things like that. Yeah. Or like your dad, because he's a retained fireman, like people fainting on him yeah. or collapsing yeah, in restaurants. Yeah, my nan had a seizure in front of him. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Never yeah. a day off. Yeah, where you, I think I made you more prepared, haven't I? Like you being around me and like basic care and stuff, like nursing care and things. And then like when I fainted after having B. Oh, yeah. And or did your fire, brain go completely like... I had to fireman carry you. Yeah. Your, yeah. Ba- your brain went just completely blank, didn't it? No, it's... I know what to do. I know. Straight away, I know what to do. I knew how to call 999. Mm -hmm. I knew how to potentially milk you. (laughs) Gross. I always think I'm better in an emergency. I was always the same, always been the same, like, work as well. I think you have a, like, a a switch. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just I've been lucky to work in places, like, have had given emergency care or I've had to do CPR on animals and stuff. And in those situations, I do find I tend to work better because my brain goes into like calm boom 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 mode yeah where normally it's always funny because i'm normally such an anxious mess but in an emergency i'm like cool calm and collected usually (laughs) ready ready to do yeah i live i'm literally like this is what i'm constantly preparing myself for this is why i'm always anxious (laughs) all right thank you very much everyone for listening to today's episode uh, that's kind of like our our introduction to prepping and preppers. Yeah. Um, and then next week we're going to go through the more extreme stuff. Okay. Which is like, you know, doomsday preppers, the people that, you know, they're just mad, basically. So are you telling people that this is a part one? This is a part one. Mm-hmm. Next week is part two. And then it's done. It's all going to be <laughs> it's all going to be fun. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, make sure you catch us every Friday. Subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Follow us on Instagram at Weird Parents Podcast. Give what us, else can they do? Give us a rate. Rate us. Check Review us, us. Check us out on Facebook. Oh, yeah, we're on Facebook now. So give us a little search, Weird Parents on Facebook. Give us a like. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Love you, bye. Bye.